going on guys welcome to episode number 48 here on the proven knowledge podcast this is the creator series today i welcomed an artist and a producer her name is alaya lane she's currently residing in nashville tennessee i've been talking with alaya since i believe last july um just about you know music and everything and i discovered her kind of just doing my daily searches for artists and i came across her music and i was just very impressed with uh, her style and I love the genre blending that she does between like pop and R&B, hip-hop, even some country and EDM, which she actually touched upon that in this episode, how she's beginning to work on some more EDM tracks. So I look forward to hearing those. Uh, but overall, we went over Aliyah's kind of journey to where she is now, where she's now producing her own music a lot of the time. And she feels like she is very empowered now to dictate how her career is going to go which is a huge thing that a lot of artists overlook they feel like they have to outsource things to a bunch of different people and pay a lot of money when in reality if they invest in themselves and they really focus on a craft and where they want to go with their own vision I feel like you know the possibilities are endless so I feel like that's what Aliyah is doing and I commend her on that and I look forward to seeing what she's going to do in the future so without further ado let's get into the episode all right welcome everyone to episode number 48 here on the proven knowledge podcast this is the creator series today we have a really incredible artist producer uh overall talent uh that i've been in contact with you know i think since last summer her name is Aliyah lane how are you i'm good how are you thanks Great. for having me yeah absolutely i'm glad we could finally you know get this going uh and everything and me and you've been talking back and forth you know on and off for almost a year now so you know, I'm interested to know a little bit more about you, and I think people that haven't heard of you are, are interested as well. So for the people that haven't heard about you, can you just give a little bit of background about, you know, how you got into music, uh, where does your name come from, because I'm aware that that's like a stage name, uh, and just pretty much the basics for anybody out there. Sure. Um, yeah, so I'm Aliyah Lane. My real God-given name is Serena, um, but I couldn't... I couldn't justify using my name Serena because it was too easy for people to mistake me for other artists. So um, I wanted my name to be kind of biblical. So I was going for Elijah in the beginning. Um, but I was like, well, that's a guy name. Not that it really matters. But um, so to be honest, I just Google names, um, names similar to Elijah and Eliah came up. And then I thought, okay, well, I like that. That's cool. And then the lane just came, like, just naturally. I don't know. Aliyah Lane. That's how it is. So, um, yes, that's kind of the background of the name. It's nothing too special, but it's it's there. I guess Post Malone actually Google named his name, too. He just put a, something. It's like Google can come up with names for you or something. And like that's a, how it's he like did a name, it. It's but, like a generator. It's like the name generator. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, that's the background of the name. Um, I make R and B music, um, that kind of swings towards hip hop, but it's more R and B cause I am a vocalist at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I make all my own tracks and I mix my own stuff and I've been, I've been singing since I was in a high chair. So, um, this just came natural to me. I've only been producing for a little over a year now, and it has freed me so much because before I was just going from session to session to session with different producers, and um, I was working great with them, but 
there was something in me that like wanted to have more control over my own music. Mm-hmm. And so I started dating a producer who was really good at what he did. And he taught me like everything I know. Um, so I have to thank him for that. But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into production. And then ever since I've been in it, I have not never looked back. Like I haven't been in a session as like, you know, sitting on the couch and writing as the producer works. I've not done that Mm. in a little over a year, which is crazy to me now that I think about it because that's all I was doing. Um, so yeah, um, I do that and I moved to Nashville, Tennessee five years ago. Uh, the first two years I wasn't doing music at all. I was trying to figure my shit out. Um, I was a publicist for Christian artists and I was working with people like Lecrae and Andy Mineo. Um, I don't know, people in that realm. Mm -hmm. And I started to really hate it because I wasn't promoting, like I had my own art to promote and I was promoting other people's art. So it's kind of hard, but I, I learned a lot from that job. So that was really good. And then, um, I started a job bartending when I quit that job so I could have more flexibility. And then I started teaching yoga as well. And um, both those jobs were very flexible. So I was able to basically make my own hours and make music like my main gig. And that's when I really like started hitting the ground running. So I've been doing music for real, for real, for probably about two years now. Mm. So... Yeah. yeah, that's kind of my whole background of my story. Yeah, super awesome. Because I know, like, when I found your Instagram and everything, like, I could tell you were getting your branding, like, in a good spot where you kind of were figuring out, like, who you were as an artist and everything. And I think just from, like, someone who's just been, like, following <laughs> you as a fan even, I can tell that just in the last, like, seven or eight months, you've just been, like, going super hard on the music and just your aesthetics and everything and just everything you're doing. Thank I can you. tell that, like you're just putting in the work by yourself and you don't really like you probably have yeah. people around you I assume but like you're just kind of taking charge of your career and like where you want to go so yeah, yeah for real awesome. like I love that you recognize that because a lot of people do not understand the amount of work and commitment and self-motivation it takes mm-hmm. to pursue something like this because first off it's if you don't know people, like, it makes it a little bit harder. And, like, not to mention, just the big thing is self-motivation. And if you're not self-motivated, like, it's really easy to, like, work all day at your job that pays you. And then be like, oh, I worked all day. I don't feel like putting in the work to, like, make a beat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to do that. So if you're able to, like, know this is what I want, like, this is what I want with my life, and this is what I'm going to do, then you're solid, and other people will start to notice, and then they'll want to help you. And that's what I'm learning, because before, I was working with people, but I was paying them, which is completely fine. Like, everybody deserves to be paid, Um, but it was just it wasn't getting anywhere. Like my money, I was paying producers for tracks, but the tracks weren't really going anywhere. And I was like, well, this is dumb. I'm kind of wasting my money. I grew during that time, but at the same time, I kind of felt like I was wasting. Mm. Um, 
And then when I started like taking initiative to do it myself and, you know, get these photo shoots books, talk to booking agents, make music. Like that's the big thing. Make music. Um, other people started noticing and then other people started coming to me and being like, I want to, let's work together and I want to help you. And that's basically what's happening, which I'm actually realizing right now. They want to help me because I just thought they just want to work with me. No, they want to help me, which mm -hmm. is dope. So, yeah, it's it's such an important thing. And even I've learned this in the last like three years, especially is like I think people think that you can just skip the work and like the really <laughs> hard shit and just go to the glamorous shit. But it's like if you do put the work in by yourself and figure things out, the payoff is much bigger than just skipping all the steps you know what i mean because then you have something to bring to the table at the end of the day like for you you now have things to bring to the table that you didn't before because you figured out how to do it yourself and now you have the leverage you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like yeah and and also you know what goes along with the fact that i took the time to to learn all this shit um and there's so much more i have to learn mm -hmm. but um money comes with that once i've learned like people now not a lot of people, but a few people now come to me and be like, hey, I'll pay you to make a beat or I'll pay you to write with me mm -hmm. or or like things like the sample pack, like, hey, make a sample pack and I'll pay you and or do a feature with me. So I'm starting to see that more often. And I never saw that when I was just writing and recording. I never mm -hmm. saw that. So I have other ways the music is providing for me finally mm. thank god <laughs> you know yeah it's, so, it's yeah. always good too to expand your horizons because like like you said if you're just focused on the minimal stuff like it's cool and all but there's so many other ways to make monetary income and do different things and make connections too i think people close <laughs> themselves off from a lot of stuff because they're just unwilling to do it but like we said if you just put the work in you never know what could happen so yeah all super super important stuff so as far yeah. as you know producing or songwriting it could be either one how does the process for you usually get going like do you need the music to therefore have the writing or can you just write from an idea in your head like how's that how does that work for you well basically i'll build the track first i have to have the music i have to have some i mean if i'm out and about and i hear a melody from like a bird or something or um I don't know, I, I, somebody says a dope line, I'll write it down, but I'm not going to like be serious about it until I'm sitting in my space and I'm like all in. Because like I kind of am very spastic where a lot of things, I like having lots of things going on. It like brings me comfort in a weird way. If I just have one thing going on, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need something else. Ugh. <laughs> so... Um, so I need to do like, I need to have a beat first. And then what I do once I have the beat, then I'll just hop on the mic and basically freestyle, um, whatever comes to my mind. And I'll do like multiple takes of freestyles. And once I get like a good melody and freestyle, not so much being words, but more so freestyling melodies. Mm. And then once I have the melodies, I'll kind of piece them together in my doll and um then i'll write because um, it's just easier for me when i have like the track and the melodic structure 
it's just it's just easier because then I can be like, okay, now all I have to focus on is what do I want to say? Because that's to me is very important. And so I feel like everything else has to be tied up in a nice bow for me to focus on, okay, now what do I want to say? Mm-hmm. And the writing, I mean, building the track takes time, but um, the writing, I think, takes even more time for me at least. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my workflow. Mm-hmm. And when I work with other people, um, it's very similar, and that's probably because it's how I'm, what I'm used to. Um, but we, I'm, I'm involved with a club that just does songwriting, and we hop on Zoom calls. That's what I was on earlier today. That's why I had to move our ba- ours back. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do the same thing. We have we pick out a track we we like, and then we get off Zoom and we just randomly freestyle melodies, and then we come back to the Zoom and we all hear each other's melodies, and then we kind of like pick and choose from everybody's melody, and then we write. And then we're like, okay, so now what do we want to say? So that's kind of the workflow for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super <clears> dope. <throat> now, I know I know you kind of touched on it earlier uh, about, like, where you've been working recently. Are you working more out of home, or are you back in studios at all? Or, like, how's that been for you? I am working solely out of my own studio. Uh, I'll go to every Thursday I go to my friend's studio and we'll mix and we'll work together but that's the only time I really go to anyone else's studio and honestly it's not because I'm afraid of COVID or anything I just I love to be (laughs) in my space Um, and people will come here they'll come here and work but um, for the most part I'm here yeah I know it's always super great, though, to just be able to wake up some days and just make music right where you're at. You know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. have to worry about, like, oh, I got to pay for studio time today or I got to do this and all this yes. other stuff. And, like, that's why that's a big reason why I was like, OK, I got to I got to start producing because this shit, me scheduling times and dates and then they're not making the track how I, exactly how I want it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like I just need to do this on my own. So let me just hop on absolutely so i just from hearing you know your music and everything i i heard like i've heard a lot of different to me at least i've heard a lot of different genres kind of influence your music so i'm curious to know who are your biggest like influences either growing up or now that kind of made you say you know i want to be an artist i want to be in music in general well, my mom only listened to Elvis Presley, so that's all I heard growing up. Um, I wouldn't say he's an influence on my music, but I would say he's an influence on my vocals. Um, the way he sang, like, I always replicated, so, um, yeah, Elvis Presley, I guess, with the vocals, but, and my dad, he never listened to music at all. He actually hates music. He only listens to talk radio, so I don't know where I got this, but, um, but regarding like my music nowadays, honestly, a big influencer is um, O Seventy Shake, and um, I love me some Tame Impala. I love his psychedelic vibe, and then oh, I don't know, a lot of lo-fi stuff I like. So I kind of like hear that and pull from from all these different areas it's really hard though because like i love 
all music. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not, like, one specific genre I'm, like, fuck with. Like, I love it all. Like, I was raised on country music, and then I moved to Nashville and just ironically hated country music. (laughs) And um, I hated rap growing up, and now I love rap. And I love ACDC, REO Speedwagon, like, all the 80s hair bands. Like, I love that. So it's just, like, all over the place. Um, I love EDM and instrumentals. Like, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting to me. Mm. But, yeah, like, right now I'm trying to make an EDM song. And it's, like, whew, it's hard. <laughs> it it's literally sounds like trash right now. It's hard. I know just from, like, studying kind of, like, what the producers do on that end, it's shit that's way out of my realm. I, I wouldn't try it myself because it's just, like, yeah. the amount of effects and, like, drops and, like, all kinds of shit that they put in their tracks is amazing. But part of me, a part of me is just like, no, I want to do that. I want to be able to say, I want, it's always like, I want to say that I've done it and I can do it. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm in the midst of it and this track is not a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might take you some time. Like maybe it's a challenge, you know what I mean? Like maybe it might just take a few yeah. goes at it to get it to where you want it. Or maybe you might just have to make multiple songs and just see like, which one's the best but yeah it's sad because i've done like two i think i've done two other edm tracks i've attempted no one will ever hear them (laughs) they will never leave my laptop but i was like and this time i collabed with someone and so he's a good friend of mine and so i'm like you know what i think i'm gonna try and make this edm and he's like okay i'm down And now, so I, I, it's not like I, I can quit now. Because, like, these other songs, I'd be like, fuck this. It sounds horrible. I'm done. Start a new song. This song, it's like, okay, well, we got his vocals. We're invested. We wrote to it. Okay, now I, I can't stop. Like, I have to make it, it sound it's good. It's like there's no turning back now. Like, we're too, we're no. past the point of no return now. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other ones can at least live in the hard drive forever. They have a home. You know what I mean? Like, even at if we don't they hear have them, a home. Yeah, they yeah. have a home. So... So, you know, out of the people you just named or maybe someone else, is there anyone that you'd say is like a dream collaboration? Obviously, that could probably go on. That list could probably go on. But is there anyone specifically you can think of kind of off the top of your head? Bro, my dream collab would be 070 Shake. I love that girl so much. I love her music. She's so dope. Um, like, Yeah, she is dope dude like i love her arrangements they're so different she's different she has a different sound like yeah i fuck with her heavy so i would love to collab with her um i used to always say i'd love to collab with travis scott but i don't know i guess that was a phase because now i'm just not really caring that much about travis scott so much i like more like the underground like different like i want to hear something different i want to hear a new sound and that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to make a new sound. Like, I don't know what it is yet, but I'm getting closer. <laughs> it's hard. It's funny because, like, Shake to me is one of those artists that she started out kind of, like, in that realm of underground. And now she's getting more attention. Like, ever since she put out her album and everything and, like, people are like, oh, her sound yeah. is actually, like, new. And it's actually something we haven't really heard before. And like, yeah. even the stuff she did on like Kanye's album, it was totally different. You know what I mean? Like she stood out yeah. a lot on that. Yeah. album. So yeah, she did. I want her to drop another album and she's not very active on socials, So I never really know what mm. the fuck she's up to. 
it'll probably be a few years. I think she works with like Mike Dean and like a lot of people that Travis works with is like who she kind of like collabs with. So I think it'll probably be a couple years at least before her next album. But I think like just her popularity growing that much is like a huge thing uh, just for yeah. in general. So that's super awesome. So, yeah. you know, out of the releases that you you've had up to this point, what, what would you say is your favorite or maybe most memorable while you were creating it that you were like, man, that was such a fun experience? Oh, I hate to say it, but honestly, it, it's my least favorite song. Um, but it's it's this, it's called Silly Billy, and it's this song about a goat. It's so stupid. <laughs> but um, when we wrote it, it was all of my best girlfriends in a room together, and we, it was the first time I had, like, just loosened up and had so much fun writing. Um, we are laughing the whole time. And I, honestly, like, I wasn't going to put it out because I was like, oh, this isn't really, like, my vibe. But we had so much fun doing it that I was like, I have to... I have to document this part of my life. Mm-hmm. So it's called Silly Billy. And we were in my little apartment bedroom writing a song about being a goat. <laughs> Come on. I think there were, I think it was me, Megan, Brittany, and Kate. There was four of us in my little bedroom writing. That's crazy. <laughs> it was fun. It's almost like the the memory is what made the song come out, though. Like, even if you didn't feel good about it, you were just like, the memory's so good, like, I just have to put it out there. So, that's a pretty... Facts, that is what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. That's an interesting story, honestly. That's pretty cool. (laughs) So, out of, like, you know, anyone you've collaborated with before, maybe that you're collaborating with now, is there anyone that, like, you just have such a chemistry with and a vibe with that you just continue to work with them and you enjoy, you know, their company and everything? Yeah, that would definitely be, I told you how I go to this guy's house every Thursday. Mm -hmm. His name is Andrew. He has literally been my godsend because I used to make music with my ex-boyfriend who is a very, very talented, dope producer. He produced one of my tracks called Deprived. Um, What else did he produce? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But we had a really good vibe. I mean, clearly we start dating. Um, But that kind of fizzled out and um, I was kind of left like on my own. And then I met Andrew and we started working last summer every week. And it's just been like great. He he was the one that produced Drippin' with me and um, a couple other tunes that I have out. But yeah, he's he's a great, great producer. He's taught me a lot too. So, nice. yeah. So, so I know that you've already dropped three EPs, you know, within the first three months. So can you just give a little bit of backstory on, you know, all three EPs and what the story behind them is and kind of like, uh, you know, what is that going to lead into then, I guess? Sure, yeah. Well, first and foremost, the thing is I just love music. So um, <clears throat> I'm always just going to drop music all the time because I'm always making it. Mm. Um, but the stories behind each EP, it's not really anything like special. I hate to say that. Um, but basically I was just kind of tired of, um, putting out one song. Uh, it's like we build it up so much and then when it's released, it's just one song and it's like, okay, like I get it. People have a short attention span, but like, 
for me, like I work in an office five hours a day, every weekday. And when I find a new artist on Spotify that I've never heard before, and they only have like one, because I always listen to their newest song, because that should be their best, right? Mm -hmm. And when they only have like one, one single out in the past three months, I'm like, oh, damn. I, I felt myself getting sad because mm. I wanted to hear what, what else they had to offer. So after feeling that way, I was like, why am I feeling this way? Why do I have this emotion? I thought, well, you know what? I want to give my fans, my, my supporters, like more content and more, um, I don't know, more just a piece of me than just two minutes. So... Plus, like I told you, like I love all kinds of music, so it's very hard for me to just put out one song and be like, yeah, this is me. <laughs> like, I don't know. I eventually want to get to the point where, because um, I think I'm going to drop two song albums for forever, um, but I, I want to get to the point where one song is like just dope EDM, and then the, the song with it is just like this lo-fi like R&B just a acoustic guitar, maybe one snare hitting. Mm. Like it's just like I, that because that's me. Like that is me. So um, yeah, that was a long way of explaining it, but yeah, uh, that, that those was pretty the story. good. That's the yeah. story I decided to do the EPs. Yeah. So so yeah. so with all that said, then would you ever do, or maybe you already know the answer to this? Would you ever do like? let's say a 10 song album or like a bigger body of work, would that ever be something you'd want to do? Yeah, that is something I would want to do. That would be a lot of work. That would be a lot of work. And I think I would want to do that when I have more of a budget to do so because a 10 song album is that would take a lot of time mm -hmm. And that's fine, like, taking a lot of time. Like, I have that time, but that would probably take, like, a year. And, like, I, at my stage in my career, I can't take a year to put out music, you know? So, I think eventually, yes. Actually, not I think, I know. Eventually, yes, that would be a dream to put out a 10-song album, but just not yet. Well, I'm here for it if it ever happens. So there, Yay, there you go. thank you. You got one supporter right here. So if, thank if no you. one else cares, then there it is. That's that's awesome. So I know you're on, you know, Instagram and everything. Are you on any other social media where people can find you at? Yeah, I'm on. Um, on TikTok. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Apparently, there's some app that's like exactly like Instagram and Facebook, but it's not like. It's like um, underground, and you don't get um, soli uh, not solicited. You don't get like told what to do. I don't know what the word is. Like they don't, they don't, um, they don't tell you not to cuss and shit. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. But oh, I oh, that's get Twitter. That because... Oh, that's Twitter, right? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what right. you're talking about, though. But I yeah, it's about. some other that's like underground it's the exact same as facebook the exact same as instagram only hmm. they're not monitoring your shit and you could post whatever you want hmm. so you're on that app I'll, I'll, no i'm not oh, but okay. i need to so i don't even know why i'm explaining <laughs> <laughs> well if any listener knows what that is feel free to let someone know let me know i don't know what it is but yeah, yeah. i uh, if i once i figured out i'll message it to you <laughs> okay 
Sounds sounds good. So I only got like a couple more questions and then we'll wrap up here. So so if you could go back ten years ago, maybe give yourself advice, maybe not do anything at all, what do you think you would do? If I could go back ten years ago. Oh, I would start producing earlier in my career than now. I could go back ten years. And um Hmm. I'd probably try networking a little bit more if I could go back 10 years. Mm. But other than that, everything else has been what it's supposed to be. I've met the people I'm supposed to meet on my journey, and I don't regret any of that. So, Mm. yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So 10 years from now, then, where do you think you want to be in your career and in your life in general? Um, I would like to have at least like a million monthly listeners on my Spotify. Um, I would like to be able to pay all of my bills with my music only and also have money left to, to spend mm-hmm. in 10 years. And I would like to be married and maybe have a kid with my my life in general Mm. with my career I think in the beginning of my career I didn't really care about money because I loved music and I was doing what I loved but now that I've been in it for two years I'm like no I need to be fucking paid (laughs) like you know like I'm good like you know just everybody like Mm. we all need to be paid so I think that's a big thing for me in my 10 years because a lot of people don't really take you seriously if you don't show that you're making money, sadly. Mm-hmm. But when you have like paychecks that show you've made more than like your parents or, you know, then it's all of a sudden, oh, wait, so what, what are you doing? What? Oh, oh, you're making music and you're making money. Oh, so that's kind of what I, that's what I want. That's, it's something I don't think I've ever had anyone touch on, on this podcast, but it's like, you do have to deal with people's perception as well. You know what I mean? Like, it's always there. Like just people that you knew from like when you were a kid and stuff too, like they'll always like be like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, are you working at this, this and this? And like, for you, I think, like, if you can get to that point where you that's your answer and, like, you have the utmost confidence where you can just be like, yeah, I'm doing it. Like, I'm doing exactly what I want to do and it's working. Then that's, like, the ultimate goal right there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's literally yeah. what anybody would want, I think, at the end of the day. So Yes, yeah. bro. That is the goal. Just doing what you love and, and being able to live off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's happiness right there. Absolutely. So do you have any final words of wisdom for the listeners today? Um, yeah. So if, if any of the listeners are artists themselves, um, my one thing would be don't get discouraged. And everybody says that, but I have a little story. When I was a publicist for Lecrae, who um, Lecrae is like a Grammy award-winning rapper, Christian rapper, 
Um, he was on Good Morning America Today Show. So I'm just giving you a background of how big he is. Um, when I was doing his press for him, I thought, oh, this is going to be so easy to do his press. Like, everybody's going to want to interview him. Everybody's going to want to, like, write an article about him on their blog. And so I went into it with that, that headspace, and I was so wrong. Like, when he was touring, I would hit up every outlet in each city. And there were so many journalists that were like, nah, we don't want to interview him. And so what the reason I say this story is because if Lecrae is getting turned down and he's been on Good Morning America, he has a Grammy, and he's still going, like, don't beat yourself up if people say no, mm-hmm. because people are always going to say no. It doesn't matter. Um, and I, I took, that was a big takeaway for me when I was, when I was doing my own press, um, I would get no's as well. And I know if I wouldn't have had that job, I probably would have been very discouraged. And I probably would have been like, well, fuck press. I'll just put music out. I don't care. I guess nobody likes my music, but that's not the case. Like you just have to keep pushing and then people will start to be like, oh yeah. Well, can I interview? No, bitch, you cannot. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. So that would be my, that would be my advice. Don't get discouraged. It's easy to get discouraged, Mm. especially when you're doing art. It's very easy, but if you believe in yourself and you're good, you're good. Mm. I I love that so much. That was a great closer. Uh, Couldn't have said it better myself, honestly. So Alaya, that's all I have for you today. And once again, I thank you for, you know, taking the time out to be on the show and everything. And, you know, obviously we're going to keep, you know, hopefully conversating back and forth about stuff and everything. I'm about to get that sample pack. I got to. Hell I'll yeah. Do it now. Uh, but, you know, hopefully we can it's do. It's in the chat. Do you, did you see it I in the chat? I did see it pop up, so I'll check it out okay, here when, when we're off. But uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime as well. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm down. This was It was great meeting you. Yeah. It, it's so yeah. nice because we have been talking for about a year. And I see your shit. I'm like, oh, yes, he's hustling. He is grinding. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have to give you props, too, because mm. you're killing it. I love seeing everything that you post. I'm like, yes, this guy is dope. Mm. So, yeah, I was honored that you asked me. So this is dope. Well, thank you so much. And, like, you know, I feel like I got so far to go. Like, I'm just – barely getting started out here but you know we'll see same we'll see same we can be each other's support I, I, that's why that's why we do what we do right you know you exactly. got to, so absolutely exactly thanks everyone for listening today that was episode number 48 we'll be back the same time next week as always hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform if you want to send any funds thank you very much <laughs>